Hi, I'm Bailey Chase, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to episode 139 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is your weekly look into what's coming your way for movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. And this is the show that brings you the stories right from the celebrities themselves. This week, we look at uh, December releases that you can look forward to. And our guest this week is actor Bailey Chase from Saving Grace, as well as Buffy the Vampire Slayer and so much more. Bailey's going to be joining us shortly, so stick around for that. And let's see, we got to be sure to join us on Facebook or MySpace. We have links at the bottom of our homepage at onscreenandbeyond.com, and that's www.onscreenandbeyond.com. You can join us, like us, friend us, communicate with us, or you can just email us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And this week, I might sound a little bit different. That's right, uh, this is what I call the airport edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm currently in an airport on my way home from a week in L.A., and uh, it might be a little noisier than normal. We might even get a little uh, little interruption from intercoms and things, but uh, I wanted to be sure to get this week's episode out for you uh, before I got back into the studio. So, anyways, let's get going right now. It's time to check out remakes coming your way in December, next on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remakes for December releases. It looks like William Shakespeare's The Tempest arrives in theaters on December 10th to retell the story with Julie Taymor and Helen Mirren. And it looks like Yogi Bear gets to get a little redo on the big screen, this time featuring your voice talents from Dan Aykroyd as Yogi and Justin Timberlake as Boo Boo. And that comes out on December 17th. And look for Jack Black as he stars in a remake of Gulliver's Travel on December 22nd. And True Grit is remade on December 22nd starring Jeff Bridges. Coming up next on On Screen to Beyond, upcoming movies. Next. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Upcoming movies, look for Black Swan as it hits theaters on December 3rd in a psychological thriller starring Natalie Portman. And on December 10th, Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie connect in The Tourist in a deadly game of cat and mouse. And on December 22nd, look for Gwyneth Paltrow and Tim McGraw in Country Strong. That's it for upcoming movies. Next on On Screen to Be On, sequels coming your way in December. Well, as far as sequels, it looks like on December 10th, coming your way in December, it's the Chronicles of Narnia, the voyage of the Dawn Trader. And that continues the story of Narnia, of course. And then 
Tron Legacy arrives on December 17th in theaters, and it looks like Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro continue to squabble in The Little Fockers on December 22nd. Next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD coming your way in December. TV on DVD, well, it looks like on December 7th, you can look for Bonanza, Season 2, Volume 1, Law and Order, Season 8, Boy Meets World, Season 4, Vegas, Season 2, Volume 1, and on December 14th, look for 24, Season 8, Army Wives, Season 4, and Leave it to Beaver, Season 5. On December 21st, look for Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, Season 4, Volume 2. And on December 28th, Jersey Shore, Season 2, Uncensored. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, movies on DVD in December. Movies on DVD in December. It looks like December 7th you can pick up Shrek Forever After, starring the voice of Mike Myers. And on December 14th, The A-Team with Liam Neeson comes your way. Also on December 14th, Despicable Me with Steve Carell and the other guys with Will Ferrell. And on December 17th, The Town with Ben Affleck arrives on DVD. And on December 21st, Salt with Angelina Jolie and Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, comes to DVD on December 21st. That's about it for movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Square to Beyond, we're going to have our interview with Bailey Chase. Of course, Bailey was a regular on Saving Grace, and he was also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and a whole slew of other things. We're going to talk about all of that. It's coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who many know as Beck Scott on Ugly Betty, Detective Butch Ada on Saving Grace, and many, many more things. He stars in a new sci-fi film called Dark Metropolis, out now on DVD. It's Bailey Chase. Bailey, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Why, thank you very much. Bailey, we're going to talk about Saving Grace and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and all those other things you've been in. But um, let's start off with your, your film, Dark Metropolis. Could you let our listeners know a little bit about the story of Dark Metropolis? Uh, yeah, so basically the idea was conceived by Stuart St. John, who wrote and directed it, and he had been working um, as a writer in the sci-fi industry for quite some time, and a mutual friend, Eric Woods, who's also in the movie, um, approached me with the script and asked me if I'd be interested and had a meeting with Stuart, and um, everything just, just kind of fell into place, but basically it's it's a... Uh, fascinating idea of, of Stuart's where it's essentially about a superhuman race and uh, so you have these uh, I believe it, you know if I'm pronouncing it correctly it's, it's gen mm-hmm. and uh, so you you kind of have this next generation of humans or superhuman race called gen and and then you have the humans and they're coexisting but they don't necessarily like each other so Dark Metropolis is basically this super sci-fi adventure of, uh, of it's, it's, it's a fight for survival between the gen and the human race. And um, the 
underlying theme of it is that that resonated for me wanting to do the movie is that there's a real Cain and Abel aspect happening with the two brothers. And, you know, you just kind of make it 50 years from now and, you know, submerge that story into, you know, future and fly around and, you know, hunt humans and... So, <laughs> but, uh, you, you start to get an idea of what this movie is all about. Yeah. Now, yeah, uh, yes. what about your part? Uh, are you, uh, you know, good guy, bad guy? What part are you? So I, I'm definitely justified in in my own motivations in, in the movie. Um, I am not human. I'm the younger brother. And... Um, I'm, I'm betrayed, and then therefore you, you have the two brothers who are now opposed um, with their conflicting agendas, and and uh, we you know we we go to battle. It's it's yeah. interesting. So it's, it was fun because I knew uh, my co-star Eric Woods before the movie, and um, mm-hmm. you know it, it, I think that comes off on screen that there's a real connection. Um, between the two of us, and you know, it helps that we've known each other for years. Now, Stuart um, was—he uh, was the director and the writer also on the film. Exactly. Yeah, Stuart St. John. Yeah, just so people know other things he's been involved with. He was also involved with uh, the uh, Power Rangers. I think that's where Stuart started. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he was. Um, yeah, he was a writer over there for um, I think a good ten years or so, and yeah. and then he has been working on Dark Metropolis. For I think you know at least five years um, in his mind, and and he crafted it together as a trilogy, and this is just you know the first part of that same segment, oh. and um, it's really quite fascinating to hear him talk about it. So hmm. yeah. yeah. So without giving anything away <laughs> of what happens, is it possible that your character would continue on if there was a trilogy? <laughs> so uh, I, I, I can say that yes, that the uh, it's it's undecided at, at the end of, of this film mm-hmm. uh, which side is is going to win out, yeah. um, and that that this installment of, of the story is um, a lot of setting up mm-hmm. the world that we're in and the different characters and our relationships and the conflicting motives yeah yeah because uh, I, I don't want to I, I hate it when you you know when people tell the whole story and so I hate to ask you a question that you know you know in case no, you yeah, that's, <laughs> no I, I feel the same way with you know when I watch when I watch trailers mm-hmm. and it's like okay I just saw the whole movie I know like, why why am I gonna go watch this movie now Right, yeah. So I'm very careful, you know, because I, I don't want to reveal too much. I, I want to tease people, but not, not not get them in there. Yeah, you want to garner interest, but you don't, you know, you don't want to give anything away either. Right, right. Now, what about um, being a sci-fi fan? Have you always been a sci-fi fan? You know, it, it, it probably started with working on Buffy the Vampire Slayer for me, mm-hmm. and... The, the fan base on that show was, was amazing. And so I started going to, you know, all of these events and was just blown away by, you know, not just the enthusiasm uh, from the fans, but also the knowledge of the show and the characters. And I think I'd only done three or four episodes before going to the first event. And 
they knew my character's name and how I fit into the story and asking me questions about where do I see it going. I was like, I don't know. It was one of my first jobs. I was just, I'm just happy to be working. I don't know. It was all really cool. And, you know, I just walk around gay the whole time. But, um, but that, that was my introduction to it. And then I was fortunate enough to kind of stick around there for a second season and matured a lot as, you know, as an actor and just kind of learning how to, you know, the, the professionalism of okay, you know, and working with directors and other actors. And yeah, yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller, obviously, is a huge talent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned uh, about the fans. It's amazing what they remember, and like you say, what they know about your character. Because sometimes we take emails from people for the interviews, and they'll ask questions like, you know, why was your hair black in this episode, and, and you know, and, the, and, and when I'm talking to somebody, they'll say, uh, it was? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, huh, really? Yeah, no, definitely, and, and it's kind of a small world, um, too, because so many people worked on, on Buffy, and then everybody, after the show's over, everybody goes their own ways, and and then, you know, um, I have a mutual friend with Allison Hannigan, I just saw her at a party, and then Nick Brennan and I worked together on another TV show, and then... I may do uh, I may do something on bones that just came up this week. Oh, um, so yeah, Boreanaz had, had just gone over to Angel, so mm-hmm. I didn't really get to know him very well on on Buffy. But you know, six degrees of right Buffy, <laughs> Buffy the Vampire or Joss Whedon, I guess. How long were you on Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Two seasons. Two seasons. Okay. Yeah, so it, it was right after. So Buffy goes to college, the whole camp, and mm-hmm. then. Um, yeah, Angel had just spun off to his own show, and there was a thing called The Initiative for two seasons, where basically, you know, a few guys came on, and we were, you know, college students, or, you know, what have you, by day. Actually, Mark Lucas, I think, was, you know, a a professor or something, Mm -hmm. and um, we were college students by day, and then we'd hunt demons and vampires at night. Yeah. You know, we're basically like these special ops guys. And we ended up joining forces with the Buffy camp and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. trying to fight evil in the world. Yeah, big big show, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, when you were young, were you always thinking of going into acting? I love that. When you were young... <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's a bad one. Where, where are we going with this one? Uh, yes, when I was... So, just cliff note version was, you know, um, I came from one of those homes where, you know, mom and dad, you know, were, were not around. Mm-hmm. They uh, divorced when I was young. And, and so I, w- I would come home from school and before I had my, you know, baseball game or whatever. I'd, you know, park myself in front of the TV and I watched a lot of television and movies and I grew up um, idolizing Clint Eastwood. And so, you know, I went to college and everything on, on a football scholarship and then, and then you know, I wasn't playing in the NFL, so all that was left at that point was, you know, trying to be the next Queen Eastwood. And did, did you have hopes so, of getting into to football uh, to continue on? I did, yeah, I definitely did. I mean, I, I went to Duke, and I originally played football and baseball, and then um, gave up baseball and stayed in football. And, and then, you know, about halfway through, I realized, like, this, yeah, they're just, you know... <clears throat> These guys are just, you know, a lot bigger and stronger and faster than I am. So um, at that point, I just started to have fun. 
and didn't really think about what I was going to do after until right before graduation. And then I was like, well, I don't want to go to school anymore, so um, maybe I'll go to Hollywood and check it out and give it a year. And hmm. if things don't work out, then I'll come back home and apply to grad school. And, and uh, around the, the end of that year is when Buffy came up and one year became two and then three. And then I went to New York to do, to do that soap. And that was kind of funny because then I, you know, people knew me from, from sci-fi and then they knew me from daytime. You right. wouldn't think that those worlds cross over, but, but they do. Oh, they did. So okay. Like, wow. <laughs> you guys have varied taste. <laughs> and, um, and that's a, you know, pretty, pretty passionate fan base as well, because it, it was, what was interesting about the daytime thing was it was generational. So I would literally meet, you know, <clears throat> grandmothers, mothers, and daughters who all watched the same show. Right. You know, that that was kind of cool. They would, like, take a weekend, go to New York, go to the fan thing, and, you know, leave leave their, you know, husbands at home. And, um, yeah, you know. Did you, find cool. it, did you find it difficult walking down the street and people, you know, recognizing you and things like that? It's never really gotten to that level for me. I'm, you know, I'm flattered when people acknowledge my work and, um, obviously there, there is a tipping point where it becomes cumbersome. Um, but you know, at the, at the level where I am right now, I'm, I'm just flattered and appreciative to you mm-hmm. know, be working yeah. and, you know, living my dream. Yeah. Do, do you remember your very first paid, uh, role on TV? I do. What, what, what show was it on? Married with Children. Married with children. Ah. Married with children. I was lifeguard number two. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking think, at all my uh, at all my paperwork here, and I don't see married with children. <laughs> because, because it was a co-star, and I may have had one line, but they may have cut it out. Ah. So um, you know, so so if you're if you're not you know a guest star or or better. The credits are kind of sandwiched at the end with everybody else, so mm-hmm. I don't. I don't even think it's on, you know, IMDb or whatever. Yeah, no. no. But um, yeah, Married with Children was my first job as co-star, lifeguard number two. I you must have been excited because I was. I was very excited because I grew up watching the show. Right, doing anything on that show was like, yeah. wow. Oh, I really. Uh, it it was a really cool thing. Looking back, you know, I, I have to laugh because yeah, I didn't have any lines. I was wearing a red speedo, <laughs> and it's like now you know I get it. You know, once you're on a set for a while, and you know, um, yeah, there are there are those roles that fortunately I don't have to do anymore. <laughs> I, was, I was very excited to be doing anything as an actor. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, and and I've noticed you've done a lot of um, different roles on different TV shows. But, I mean, but besides the ones that you were you were either regulars or you know semi regulars or whatever, but there's some that you've 
your character actually appeared in more than one or two episodes. Um, like, um, yeah. Like Las Vegas, you played, uh, you, what, you did four episodes or something of that? So what happened was, uh, yeah, to give like a, a quick chronology, um, after Buffy went to New York and did the soap and uh, as a world turns, and then I moved back after that and um, got this offer to, to come on Las Vegas and, you know, Josh Dumel had just come out of the soap world like the year before and um, there are a lot of uh, attractive ladies <laughs> on that show. So I was, uh, I was pretty excited about it. I was like, yeah, that's a no-brainer. And um, and then I went in there and, and did a few episodes and, and then when they wanted me to come back for a second season, we we got into a negotiation of trying to become a, a regular and, and make some real money and and that didn't work out. So, um, you know, we just moved on. And then, you know, like you were saying, I, I had a few more of those before landing um, Saving Grace. You know, I did, I think, four or five episodes of Ugly Betty. Yeah. Um, you know, did a couple on Castle. There was another show called um, Watch Over Me, which yep. was mm-hmm. something that uh, Fox scrambled to throw into the time slots when, when UPN went away. Um, which is a subdivision of Fox. They needed needed programming, so they basically um, took this telenovela from from, uh, Columbia and, you know, translated it to English and threw it up on the air. And, you know, that was a good job for a few months. Yeah. Now, now Saving Grace, there was a great cast on that show. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, I was just really lucky to be a part of something like that where every, everybody top to bottom everybody was great um really strong writing but the actors on the show just awesome and to be able to just you know kick it around on set for 15 hours with with people like that who have more experience and were so generous I you know I learned a ton on that show so. mm-hmm. now, now how did that come about uh for did you audition for it or? Yeah, I had to hustle. I had to hustle for that one. Really? Uh, a lot of people were excited at uh, at the prospect of working with Holly Hunter in right. a television show, and um, so it was pretty mad competition. But you know, the character for me was somewhat close to home. You know, just a, a redneck detective who played college football, and you know the the boots and the hat and the whole nine. Um, you know, yeah, I got a lot of redneck friends back home, so it's it just, I was like, I, I know this guy, mm-hmm. and uh, I went into that one with a lot of confidence, and it worked out. Now, how did, how did you find out about the show uh, ending? Yeah, it, it actually came as a shock. We were in the middle of our third season, and we were out on a location, and the uh, one of the executive producers called all of the you know, series regular actors who were there that day. And um, he broke the news to us and said, you know, unfortunately, we were expecting to, to, to get picked up. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It, it was a yeah. good show. So why, why you know, so why did it end? we all went in there expecting good news. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was not. And, and so he broke the news to us. And, you know, I definitely appreciate the respect to tell us in private. And then... Um, he basically, so we were just coming back from a lunch break and then, you know, the crew of a hundred plus 
he called everybody in and then basically told them the same story. And, um, and we finished out that season and then TNT wanted to shoot a few additional episodes to kind of tie up the storyline. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we did. And now everybody's kind of moved up. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You, you know, you hear all these stories. I've talked with so many different people and they've told me, you know, well, we heard on the news that the show was canceled, you know, on different shows and things like that. So I was just curious of how, how you guys found out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, executive producer Gary Randall broke it to us. Hmm. Yeah, it's and it's funny. It's uh, you sometimes wonder why a good show. <laughs> you know, basically, if it's, if I like it, it's mm-hmm. not going to last. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you know, it seems like every show I like gets canceled. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I struggle with that too. You know, most most of what's on TV, I don't like. So I've got my I've got my three shows, and that's what I watch. And the rest of the time, you know, I go to the movies. Yeah. Uh, now, what about stage work? I know you've you've done some stage work when you started, right? Are you still doing stage work? No, it's unfortunately um, theater doesn't pay very well mm-hmm. um, I, I do enjoy it but at this point I'm so focused on getting my career to the next level um, since Saving Grace ended I've been focused on transitioning from TV to film so Dark Metropolis mm-hmm. is, is a great step in that direction yeah and um, I just I just don't have the time or the you know the means or the luxury to um, to go do a play right now. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on, on trying to make the jumps to, to features. Yeah. Do you enjoy the uh, the uh, intimacy with the audience on stage? I do. I do. It is it is a very it is a very cool thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something else we talked about. I, I also um, like having the insurance of editing <laughs> as well. But, <laughs> but the theater's great because it is so in the moment, and there's going to be another show tomorrow night. Right. Um, yeah, you didn't take it so serious. So um, I I do love that and hope to have the luxury in the future to go back to the stage at some point. Mm-hmm. Now, Dark Metropolis again, uh, like we were talking about, you said that it was a possibility that it might be a trilogy. Uh, any idea when or if that decision will be made at some point? Or I th- I think it's going to be based on how well Dark Metropolis does mm-hmm. and um, the financing. Um, this one was was pretty tight as as they usually are, um, but if if it catches fire, then I think we'll have more money to make the second one, and mm-hmm. it'll be that much better, and you know hopefully even more for for the third. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Jeez. Yeah. Anything else you've got in the future that you can let us in on yet? Let me see. What else did we talk about? I I'm getting ready to do an independent with. Uh, with Tommy Flanagan, who's on Sons of Anarchy, he's in Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I are doing a, a film called the Eye for an Eye, which is about capital punishment. It's very interesting, kind of yeah. a darker script. And then, and then I just did that little short thing with with Natasha Wagner and Judy Greer. Um, it, it was kind of a spoof for for Jason Bateman's company. It, um, it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and Jamie, uh, Jamie Presley, and and Mike Vogel, who I'd worked with on a show called Miami Medical, which just got canceled. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was fun. It was a fun shoot. Just just a couple of days. Yeah. Huh. Well, we yeah. just 
got a couple more questions here for you, and uh, we're going to step away from uh, all okay. about your, your new movie and your shows that you've been yeah. on. But um, uh, And you almost touched on it here for a minute ago when you mentioned about... Almost. <laughs> about, I was almost good enough. <laughs> <laughs> about shows that you watch. You said three or four shows. Uh, my question is, what's your favorite TV shows of all time? Okay, well, currently I watch Californication. Ah, Crazy I show. Watch, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, watch Dex, I, I watch Dexter. Yeah. And uh, I also, 60 Minutes, I think, is one of the best shows on TV. Mm-hmm. So I watch 60 Minutes. Um, so that's, that's all in the TiVo. And then beyond that, what, what have been my favorite shows historically? <clears throat> You know, I, f- I feel like TV shows come and go, and they have their run, and they're great. Um, but I'm more uh, I'm more of a movie person. Yeah. And so, you know, I grew up on Clint Eastwood, and then, you know, a fan of Harrison Ford, Denzel Washington. Um, all these guys inspire me to, to make the jump. Yeah. Uh, TV to film, and, you know, obviously George Clooney is a more recent example. And uh, Josh Duhamel's trying to do it, you know. Now, right. Yeah. Starting to do that, and um, yeah. that's that's well, the goal. Well, that that segues us into the next question: Was what's your favorite movies of all time? <laughs> See, I'm getting better at this. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, in terms of classics, I love On the Waterfront, Streetcar. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started acting, I, I studied Brando quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, I love Unforgiven. In terms of that's probably my favorite Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. Um, more recently, well, I love The Hurt Locker. I'm really excited that won the Oscar mm-hmm. last year. Um, definitely thought that was that was deserving. And um, big fan of Michael Mann, David Fincher. Yeah. Um, you know, I love Brad Pitt, Johnny Depp. These guys are awesome. Yeah. If if uh, if there was any actor you could work with, who would it be? Wow, that's a great question. It's it it's still got to be Clint. Really, it's got to be Clint. Yeah, and I, you know, if he's listening, I'm putting that out there because, uh, yeah, hands down. Yeah. I wish he was listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to interview him. <laughs> hey, maybe he will. Law of attraction, right? Never yeah. know. Just put it out there and see what happens. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a call. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, Bailey, I, I wish you luck with uh, Dark Metropolis, and it's out Thank on DVD so right now, so yes. people can can get that and uh, check you out on that at that movie. Yes, I hope they enjoy it, and uh, hopefully this time next year we'll be talking about the sequel. That would be great, Bailey. Yeah. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. And I want to thank Bailey Chase so much for taking the time to talk to us. Bailey, of course, uh, Saving Grace, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and his new movie, Dark Metropolis. You want to check that one out. And be sure to check our website, www.onscreenandbeyond.com, for all our past interviews with loads of Golden Globe, uh, Emmy winners, uh, Grammy, Oscar winners and nominees, directors, screenwriters, and musicians, uh, whether it's the guys from Porky's or Bob Barker or Kevin Sorbo or Taylor Lautner. They're all there. Check them out. 
And uh, thanks for joining us. And I hope to have you with us next week for another great edition and a great guest right here on On Screen and Beyond. Till then, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Thank you.